Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I am really happy to tell you that I've got another fantastic guest for you. We're going to talk all about women's hormone balance. We're going to discuss endocrine disruption and estrogen dominance. We're going to talk about PCOS. We're going to talk about the hormones and how they relate to the adrenal glands and the thyroid. We're going to talk about everything from uh, painful periods to acne and just about every other symptom that you can imagine that you might be dealing with. If you are a woman who is interested in improving your hormonal health, this is a fantastic episode for you. I've already completed the interview with Dr. Marita Show. Uh, that's S-C-H-A-U-C-H. I uh, did not pronounce that close to correctly the first time that I pronounced it, but I got it straight. The C-H is silent. So Dr. Marita Show, a, a fantastic uh, researcher and author and practicing naturopathic physician in Canada, and uh, I can't wait for you to hear, hear the interview. If you have questions about anything you hear on Vitality Radio, you can just call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or you can catch us online, vitalitynutrition.com, or in person if you're near Bountiful, Utah at 107 South, 500 West in Bountiful at Vitality Nutrition. All right, uh, with... Without any further ado, let's bring you this fantastic interview with Dr. Marita Show. Dr. Marita Show, welcome to my show, Vitality Radio. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really, really happy to have you. Now, you've written a couple of books, Making Sense of Women's Health, which I think is a great title because I think there are a lot of women that are pretty confused <laughs> about what's yeah. going on with their health in many cases. So making sense of that is a good thing. And also Collagen Myths and Misconceptions, which I wasn't aware of that book. I'm actually very curious. I, I have to give that one a read. Uh, you've also co-authored The Adrenal Stress Connection, uh, and you are a clinical practitioner in uh, uh, in Canada as well. Now, you are working as an educator with Natural Factors, one of the, my favorite uh, supplement companies out there. And uh, I think you said you've been there for around a decade now. Yes. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was introduced to the product, actually the products, um, the women's sense products through a patient actually years and years ago. And it happened that I was already recommending them. Um, and, um, and just like love the formulas. And I found that the formulas really worked for my patients. And then word got around to natural factors that, you know, there was this doctor in Canada utilizing the products and yeah. And so it was a really, um, yeah, like it was a really nice and, uh, organic, uh, match and yeah. And I still use the products in my, in my practice. And I really, um, I find them really, uh, successful with my patients and, yeah, and they cover. I, I love them because they cover all the different um, facets of hormone health for for women. So yeah, they work really really great. 
Yeah, and as I was telling you before we started recording, uh, one of the products, EstroSense, I can tell you many, many, many of my listeners have heard me talk about that one because it's one of my very favorite products on the whole market uh, for um, working to uh, balance the endocrine system. And so actually, if we can, I'd, I'd like to start with just generally... Um, for people, we'll sort of start novice level and work our way up into a little bit more advanced stuff, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, for women who understand that hormone balance matters, but don't really understand exactly what hormones do, uh, talk to us about uh, what hormones are and why they matter and what they do. Yeah, so they're very, very um, important chemical messengers in the body. And they essentially all work together kind of like a symphony. Um, or, you know, if you, you kind of look at like a lock and key, um, hormones are usually attached to like some sort of receptor in the body and then that's how they're activated. Um, but I mean, hormones affect everything from a woman's menstrual cycle to your sleep to, um, you know, metabolism to blood sugar balance. And so they're, they're really, really important um, components of the human body. And we know that they're affected by like so many facets, which we're going to be talking about, like things like stress and our lifestyle and exercise. And um, so, you know, it can get quite complicated when we put all of the different things in into context to try to figure out like what's going on in the body, right? Because they're all, um, they all affect one another. Right. And I've always explained it to uh, people asking me about it, that it's it's maybe more about the balance of the hormones uh, with, you know, against each other, essentially, like your levels of estrogen and progesterone being more balanced, as opposed to just how much of a hormone your body has in it. And so and that I love the word symphony, if things are uh, working in balance, then everything works well together. But if you've got a significant imbalance where something is, you know, kind of off the charts high or off the charts low or whatever, then we end up with, uh, I guess, more of a cacophony where things are not making sense and messaging isn't happening as it should. So then another thing that I think that is uh, very, uh, how, do, how do I put it? I, I wouldn't say it's unique to women because it happens to men too, but maybe more dramatic in terms of changes with women is how those hormones shift over time uh, mm -hmm. uh through the you know with uh you know uh, from puberty all the way to you know post menopause uh talk to us a little bit about that well i think it's tricky for women because we um like unlike men but we have our menstrual cycles right so our mm -hmm. hormones are shifting monthly um, and then there are a lot of things that obviously affect that. But yes, as, as women, I would probably say, you know, when we kind of hit sort of, and it happens di differently for, for different women, but as we hit kind of our thirties, things start shifting. And then especially when we get into our forties, um, you know, usually that's when like kind of perimenopause, um, shifts. And so you have these imbalances between, you know, estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and, you know, if you throw cortisol, one of our stress hormones into the mix, then um, that can really have an impact on on all the, the above hormones um, as well as sleep and right. So, yeah, yeah it, it can gradually, you know, that that balance can gradually shift. So it's trying to figure out, OK, like, what do we need to do to kind of allow that shift to happen as smoothly as possible, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's another thing I say all the time is that, you know, these these hormone, 
the hormone balance and the intensity, I would say, of symptoms, uh, for instance, PMS symptoms and, uh, you know, the, the entire uh, symptom of the, of the female cycle, menopausal symptoms, hot flashes and night sweats and mood imbalances and all these types of things ought to be, if things are functioning like they should, pretty smooth and not, uh, you know, dramatic and, and super challenging. And so if things are way out of balance, then that's, I think, your body's way of telling you, hey, something's not working so good in here. Let's take a look and, and get a little bit more balance. Uh, the question I have now then is with with hormones and the, the the shifting of hormones and the balance of hormones and all that, you mentioned something really I think that gets under discussed maybe when we when we think of hormones because we often talk about estrogen and testosterone and progesterone and we think of these sex hormones, um, but cortisol, which also often gets talked about, but I don't often hear about people talking about cortisol and its specific relationship to these sex hormones and how stress really impacts all of that. Uh, what's the deal with stress and why is it so impactful on women's hormones? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we live, we live definitely in, in a world where like stress definitely impacts us from so many different facets from, you know, work to financial stress to like home life to like balancing like kids activities. Um, so cortisol is one of our main stress hormones. Um, and if you look at um, how, you know, stress works in the body, we have these two glands called the adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys. And they're our main stress, um, basically adapters. So they control that fight or flight response. Um, so and they also release cortisol. So when we look at, you know, women's hormones, um, and you know, as we age, um, if the adrenal glands aren't functioning at their best, or if you're reaching kind of, you know, that menstrual and, um, you know, like during your menstrual cycle, or you're reaching perimenopause, and your adrenal function or your body's ability to, to adapt to stress is um, maybe not, uh, you know, not kind of, um, you know, up to, to the top reserves, then, you know, your body's ability to balance those hormones when they're shifting is going to be greatly compromised. And so when we talk about like trying to go through perimenopause or trying to manage hormones during your menstrual cycle as smooth as possible, if the adrenals aren't functioning optimally, then that can have a huge impact on, on that process. All right. So then if we know that stress is a major player, so then lifestyle, of course, would play a major role in our, in our health and our hormone health as well. So from a lifestyle standpoint specifically, uh, what would you say are the biggest keys to balancing hormones simply by how you live your life? Yeah, and this is where like it, this, like I love talking about this with my patients because um, I always often talk to my patients about like what is the foundation, right? And a lot of times it can be just common sense. Like you're talking about like, oh, okay, making sure you're getting enough sleep. But it is so, so um, important. Like things like sleep, getting enough water, moving your body, exercise, um, like food. And specifically for stress and the adrenal function, um, you know, if you're having like too much, if you're functioning throughout the day and, and you have to rely on, you know, five, six cups of coffee, like that's going to be really, really hard on your nervous system and really hard on your adrenal system. Um, things like refined sugars or too much alcohol. Um, and then, you know, I'm very fortunate to be working with um, a 
really, really great group of practitioners that also offer like meditation and mindfulness and yoga classes mm. and Pilates. So we offer all of these things um, in uh, in our clinic. And so, you know, those are other things that I usually will recommend to my patients to make sure that, you know, they're learning sort of the, yeah, the practice of meditation or mindfulness, even if it's, you know, using one of the apps, like there's so many amazing apps now to just do like a five minute meditation. Because when you're in survival mode, like when you're riding in like high stress, it's hard to break that pattern, right? So people come in, women come in and they're like, well, I just, I, I feel like I'm in survival or fight or flight all the time. And mm -hmm. so it's about really, get, again, giving the body the tools um, as far as like the foundation and lifestyle to break that pattern, right? Because that's all their body knows. If you've been in it for long enough, then it's hard to get out of it, right? And so my job is to try to give my patients, okay, like these are, this is the found, these are the foundational tools and let's try to break that cycle. Yeah. I like how you said that too. I think that's a really important thing. And uh, it sort of clicked in my head that people that get into this pattern of stress, then I talked about, you know, what can we do with our lifestyle to improve our hormone health? Well, if your lifestyle is a lifestyle of stress, you're going to struggle to to improve that hormone health and mm -hmm. breaking the pattern of stress uh, is is critical. And it's important to understand, too, I think when we talk about this, I talk a lot about stress and uh, what we call emotional vitality, which are lifestyle things that we can do to, you know, kind of break those patterns uh, with, um, uh, you know, mindset shifts and, and things like that. And what I think becomes a real issue with a lot of people is they say, well, I can't not be stressed because my life is stress. I mean, that's just what life is. I've got kids, I've got my job, I've got this, I've got that, you know, whatever it is that's, that is creating stress in their life. And none of that stuff's going away. So what the heck do I do? And I think it's really important for people to have an understanding that while the stress itself may not change, the causes of stress may not change, that there are things you can do, like you said, with everything from breath work to yoga to uh, mindfulness and all of these different things that can reduce the impact of the stress and allow us to control that stress much more efficiently. Yeah, I always refer to it as like stress resiliency, right? Like, because mm. the stress, yeah, like the stress isn't going to go away for a lot of people. So it's like, okay, well, how can we increase your resilience to stress, right? So your body copes better and adapts better and basically perceives stress differently, right? I love that. I love the word resilience. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, may have to, I may have to borrow that one from you. <laughs> so then I mentioned earlier a product that um, I, I'll just tell you, for almost all women's hormone balance questions, uh, the first thing that pops into my mind and oftentimes the first thing that I recommend is EstroSense because at least in my mind, and I'm very curious to hear how you feel about it, it really is kind of a stage one thing because of the power of uh, what it does with metabolizing some of these chemical uh, compounds that are in the body that disrupt and confuse the endocrine system. So that's the first thing I'd like to talk about is endocrine disruption itself and you know what we can do about it. Mm -hmm. And if we think about like the stressors that, you know, like we were talking about, you know, sort of like the lifestyle stressors, like, you know, work and kids and all of the above. Um, another big stressor is our environment, right? And so when you talk about these endocrine disruptors, right, these, these chemicals that basically like 
mimic our own natural hormones and kind of confuse things even more, um, that's where like Estrosense is a really excellent product to help prevent that and help kind of keep that hormone harmony and that hormone balance um, with regards to our environment and things like, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard about things like BPA and plastics or, um, you know, GMOs or sort of chemicals in our food and, um, you know, beauty, especially with women, like beauty products or perfumes mm -hmm. or things like that. So these are all examples of um, endocrine or estrogen um, disruptors where, you know, it's really, really important to have your um, body's ability to metabolize those chemicals working as efficiently as possible. And that's where the ingredients in Estrosense come in really handy because they're really focusing on um, metabolizing those harmful um, estrogen or endocrine disruptors. Um, so supporting like the liver, right? And in, in the liver is like one of our main detoxification organs. Yeah, and I I tell people, and and, and I I'd like your opinion on this. Tell me if I'm if I'm doing this right here when I'm explaining this. <clears throat> the uh, the the biggest issue that maybe our bodies deal with nowadays is in terms of environment is this new set, you know, relatively new and certainly new in in the course of humanity uh, over the over the centuries that we deal with these toxins that the body, you know, our ancestors never had to deal with. Um, you know, right here in Bountiful, Utah, where I'm at, which is a beautiful place uh, for the most part. But if you look to the west of where I'm at, uh, just west and south of me, there are four oil refineries um, mm. right there. And the smoke is coming up from those stacks all day long, and there's fire shooting out of the out of the tops of these smokestacks. And it's like, okay, so we're here where I live. We're being bathed in these petrochemicals, even if we're not uh, intentionally using them to clean our homes or putting them on our our bodies as you know lotions and hairsprays and perfumes. And then you know we have these uh, places that we go uh, in in public, especially during the COVID years and post COVID years, where everything is supposed to be pristinely clean. So there's not the spread of whatever people are concerned about there. And there's even more chemicals being used, you know, to clean and yeah. and disinfect and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And so even if we're cleaning up our act, so to speak, you know, my home, I use basically water and, and uh, distilled white vinegar to clean my house. I don't really use anything else. Uh, and my laundry is is cleaned without chemicals. And, you know, we don't if we're going to make the house smell a certain way, it's with an essential oil, not with a Glade plug in or something like that. So mm -hmm. we've got that part kind of uh, locked in in my home and i think a lot of people listening have cleaned up their act so to speak in all these places but according to some of the sources i've seen the ewg folks they say that maybe you can uh, knock out 60 percent of that exposure by choices you make but there's still 40 percent of that exposure that we're just stuck with it's in the air and we're going to breathe it in and we're going to get it uh just simply by what everybody else is doing around us and so again you know environment that we don't have a control over and in again the course of human history our bodies haven't had to put up with this kind of toxicity this is kind of a new modern invention and as we talk about women's health and we talk about everything else cardiovascular disease and cancer and all these types of things that we deal with nowadays the autoimmune diseases that are seem seemingly off the charts right now i think that the chemical exposure is probably a big factor in all of that and because the body isn't naturally 
maybe equipped to to eliminate all this stuff as efficiently as I don't know the the the, the old fashioned toxins we'll say <laughs> we weren't bathed in all this stuff on a regular basis. Then I do think we need more support. I think this is an area where supplementation makes a lot of sense so that we can assist the body in breaking that stuff down and really allowing it to get out of the body. So that's a really, really long explanation, but how do you feel about that? No, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, like the world has definitely changed a lot over the years. And so I think again, like being in naturopathic medicine, um, you know, we're all about being, you know, proactive and preventative. Um, and so I think utilizing a product like EstroSense is really, again, like you were saying, like giving the body and well equipping the body with the tools to help metabolize a lot of these chemicals that our body doesn't really recognize or doesn't really know actually what to do with them. Um, and I think also just with life being so busy, like a lot of my patients, they try to do their best with eating really well. but you know, like say they have like tons of kids activities. Well, you know what? They are kind of like, doing the grab and go and they might be going through McDonald's or, you know, like just because they're like, okay, well we got to eat. So, you know, so there'll be weeks where, you know, maybe they're exposing themselves to, you know, things that, you know, or chemicals or um, food chemicals that they wouldn't normally. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they're not mm -hmm. like you were saying, they live in, um, you know, we have parts of Canada or parts of where, where I live on Vancouver Island where yes, there's, um, pulp mills or, you know, you go up north and the same thing, right? So it's like in the air, it's in the water, it's right. kind of unavoidable. Um, so, you know, I think, again, just having your body um, or giving your body sort of those those tools to be able to like work as efficiently as possible, I think is, is super key when we talk about um, hormone balance. So then let's get into it in just a little bit more detail then. So with EstroSense, uh, which again, I'm just this, the biggest fan of uh, and and actually use the product myself, um, with the EstroSense formula, what's it actually doing? You mentioned metabolizing these chemicals. So explain that a little bit, if you will. Yeah, so there's different types of, um, so when we talk about estrogen, just as a whole, like there's different types of estrogens and there's different types of um, what we say is like estrogen metabolites, like so how estrogen is broken down in the body and how these um, broken down products, these metabolites, how they impact the body. And so essentially, like a lot of the ingredients that are found in estrogen or estrosense um, basically bind onto these harmful um, metabolites and help just eliminate them out of the body more efficiently and, and help balance that, um, like, I don't know, I, you know, I'll usually use like good and bad estrogens, but, you know, more like inflammatory, non-inflammatory estrogens help kind of sway that balance into a more healthy balance. Um, so some of the ingredients, um, for example, like there's an ingredient called indole-3-carbonyl or calcium deglucrate. A lot of these ingredients are found in a lot of our um, cruciferous vegetables. So, you know, that's one of like the life, big lifestyle changes that I'll tell patients. I'll say, oh, okay, well, you can really help hormone balance by like really getting in your um, like Brussels sprouts or broccoli or cabbage or kale, you know, to really help with um, hormone balance. But when we look at like the ingredients found in EstroSense, um, those compounds um, are like those key ingredients that are from those, those vegetables. But you'd have to eat like pounds and pounds and pounds of kale or Brussels sprouts in order to get like what would be found in, you know, that, that standardized extract in the estrogen. Right. right. Yeah. And so then, uh, let me ask you this then, because obviously we're exposed to this stuff on a daily basis, right? 
And estrosins, to a large degree, is kind of a detox aid. It helps to, like you said, bind to these chemicals, uh, metabolize, get them out of the system. Uh, is this something that you suggest for your patients on a on a daily basis? Do you suggest it, you know, annually for a couple of months for a detox? Well, how do you recommend the estrosense uh, for the women that you see? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, usually, when I recommend the product, I'll recommend it like long term. So I'm recommending it. Um, you know, like either maintenance, so you can do a lower dose as like a maintenance dose. Mm -hmm. Or if I have patients that are coming in that are having, um, you know, obvious hormonal imbalances, and I'm doing an intake, and I find out that, you know, they they haven't really changed switched over, you know, their household to more cleaner products, or, you know, their lifestyle might not be, um, you know, ideal. And, and, and so in those cases, I'll dose it higher. Um, to begin with, and then maybe I'll go down to a lower um, maintenance dose when I feel like, or they feel like, okay, things are a little bit more in balance as far as their symptoms. All right. Excellent. Okay. So then with estrosense in terms of hormone balance, uh, and, and, and let's talk about again, sort of the cycles of life that women, uh, get to, uh, participate in, we'll say, uh, from the monthly period to the perimenopause years, to the menopause years, to the postmenopausal years. Um, does estrosense make sense based on those chemical toxins across that spectrum of time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like I utilize it more so like, so for women that are young women that are coming in and they're. Um, describing that they have like really painful periods or regular cycles, or they have, you know, hormonal acne, or they have like um, PMS, and they're really moody, um, or they realize that, yeah, like they get really bloated, um, right before their cycles. Mm -hmm. um, I'm utilizing it usually for those cases. But even, you know, fast forward into the perimenopausal years where, yes, cycles can change. Your cycle can be irregular or maybe heavier or more cramping. Um, I'm utilizing it in those cases too. But like you said, I mean, when we look at sort of our environment, the environment will impact, can impact women from, yeah, puberty on towards postmenopausally. Uh, the only time that I would not suggest estrosense would be like I probably wouldn't suggest it to, you know, young like um, girls. So like pre-puberty. Mm -hmm. So I would probably wait until, you know, their <clears throat> cycles have started and kind of figure out that, like how their hormones are impacting them um, versus, you know, starting it too early. So then here's a question I'm, I'm really curious about for the younger girls, because one of the things that's happening in our society now is we have more younger and younger girls experiencing puberty. Um, you know, sometimes in, even in their single digit ages, uh, there are girls entering puberty. That's not a, you know, it hasn't been a typical thing. And, and I believe and I, I, I guess I don't have any evidence or well, I've got some evidence to back it up, but maybe no proof of this is that that chemical toxicity is probably one of the biggest factors. So from a lifestyle standpoint for uh, parents who have, you know, young girls or young boys and they are concerned about this toxicity other than cleaning up the the home, uh, which is, I think, has to be stage one. Uh, what would you recommend? Would you recommend the cruciferous vegetables? Uh, what, what types of things would you recommend as a preventative up until puberty hits? Yeah, that's a tricky one because I feel like I have a lot of nutritional um, consults with my patients and it's really difficult to, because some kids are just like picky, right? Like they just, mm -hmm. they don't like vegetables or they don't want broccoli or like kale or, 
um, things like that. So, you know, you bring up a really good point. Like, what do you do in those types of cases? And so, you know, I try my best to try to focus on, you know, like clean eating and, and then also try to minimize um, things like refined sugars or artificial sugars um, in the diet. Um, but sometimes, yeah, it's tricky without, you know, like, you know, recommending supplementation like that. So, you know, I'll recommend things like, you know, probiotics or vitamin mm -hmm. D or making sure that like, you know, the kids are getting in sort of those foundational supplements like omegas and, and then hopefully like allowing the body to have those tools to help like detoxification naturally um, until their cycle comes and then kind of to see like where, like what their cycle does essentially. Gotcha. Okay. And so with, there's a couple of th more things on this point, and then we'll move on to some of these other things that we want to talk about. But I do think for me, the foundational thing is detoxification, getting things out of the body and allowing the body to do what it can on its own, essentially, you know, I call it clearing the plate. You know, if the if the body is uh, inundated with these toxins, and there's significant confusion and disruption in the endocrine system, then nothing's going to function optimally. So if mm -hmm. we can allow the body to clear the plate, get all that stuff out of the way as much as possible, then at least we know, okay, what, what does this individual's body, what is it capable of doing on its own in terms of hormone production and communication and all this stuff when that stuff's out of the way? And, and that's why I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the, the EstroSense formula. And I would uh, say this too, um, within your brand, you have the EstroSense and you also have one called AndroSense. Uh, you know, both essentially one marketed towards men and one marketed towards women. Um, and this is, while we're talking about women's health today, this is a men's health issue too. Younger and younger and younger men are coming in with low testosterone, like off the charts low testosterone in many cases. And this endocrine disruption is a major, major player in that. And then I want to make one other point because you mentioned it and I love it uh, because this is a, a concern and, and can be a concern uh, well into uh, past the puberty uh, years uh, for women with um, hormone uh, ac hormonal acne issues. And people come to me all the time asking, well, you know, I'm 35 years old and I get acne, uh, you know, every time I, my cycle uh, hits, that kind of thing. I have found EstroSense is number one for me on that because I really do think that is simply the body's inability to detoxify that stuff. And then I always recommend probiotics along with that. And I've had better success with that combination uh, than anything I've ever seen for, uh, and and not just in women that are older, but also in, in teen uh, boys and girls as well. Have you also seen that in your practice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. And I think I think the hard part too is I, I think a lot of um, a lot of the girls that I see or young women that I see are often on um, different forms of birth control. So that throws a whole other mix yes. in, into things. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of, actually I have a lot of um, young women on um, IUDs, like hormonal IUDs, mm -hmm. which are, well, I think you guys have the Marina down in the US too, do. um, yeah. or the Kylina. Um, which are largely androgenic, right? So those IUDs mm -hmm. are androgenic. And so, um, you know, when you throw that into the mix with like hormonal acne, and that's one of the main side effects of those hormonal IUDs is, you know, if you have, if you're prone to acne, well, then it's going to exacerbate, unfortunately, your acne. So I'm often trying to consult with my patients on, yeah, the tools to help minimize the side effect, but also like, 
you know, if they, if they have to go on birth control, it's like, okay, well, which, which birth control is going to be best for you depending on, you know, your cycle or if you have acne or, you know, PCOS or whatever you might have. Right. So it's like navigating that as well. Yeah. Which can be really tricky. Very tricky. And I've actually recently had a, a couple of people on talking about, yeah, birth control and the potential pitfalls there. So uh, those are some episodes that if you're listening and, and you're concerned about that, uh, we'll link them in the show description for this episode so that you can get a little bit more info on that. Um, we, we've we spent a lot of time talking about the detoxification. I think that's amazing. But you just mentioned something that I am getting more and more questions about, and that is PCOS. Uh, for people unaware of what PCOS is, uh, will you tell us a little bit about it? And then let's talk about what to do. Mm-hmm. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, and it's, it's a condition, like when I first became a naturopathic doctor, we didn't really hear much about it. So that was probably almost 20 years ago now. And now I feel like every other woman that I see, um, will say, oh, I've been diagnosed with PCOS. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at those, um, the symptoms of PCOS, PCOS, they're often women that are coming in that have, um, can have quite irregular cycles or maybe like they'll be um, what is called amenorrheic. So they're not getting a cycle. Um, so they're not getting a bleed every month. Um, they might notice things like um, male um, pattern sort of hair growth. So they're getting like hairs sort of along like their jawline. Um, they also might notice like some thinning of their hair. So they're getting like um, hair thinning like at the top or like kind of in like their um, hairline. Um, they're noticing things like acne which are more like um, androgenic acne, uh, changes in metabolism. So they might notice that they're like, they have a lot of weight gain and they're kind of like thyroid-esque, um, um, similar to like low thyroid. So a lot of these symptoms, um, how we diagnose this essentially is doing like kind of like doing sort of a, a symptomology, but a lot of times in blood work, um, a lot of doctors will do blood work on checking androgens. So checking like male hormones in women to see, Mm -hmm. okay, is there a balance going on there? And then another thing that we would often look for is something called insulin resistance. So we're doing blood work on blood glucose and insulin levels, because there's often that that's, um, that's linked to uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome as well. All right. So now that we know, you know, essentially what it is and some of the factors there, uh, what are you recommending for your patients that are dealing with PCOS? Yeah. So there's a lot, uh, but uh, again, looking at um, sort of like the root cause and the foundation. So you know, often there is that insulin imbalance that's going on. So we do a lot of work with um, diet, and I work with nutritionists and dietitians as well. So you know, we, we focus on adequate amounts of protein and adequate amounts of like healthy fats and fiber and really minimizing those starchy carbohydrates and refined sugars and making sure that, you know, like food combining and, um, um, you know, the diet is there and, and in, in a good foundation that way. And then as far as like supplementation, um, there's some like key nutrients. Um, so there's a, a product called OvaSense that has ingredients like um, like the myo and chiro inositol, which actually have been um, clinically studied to help with excess testosterone, so excess 
um, androgens in women and then also helping with like insulin resistance. So that's kind of one of my key um, formulas that I use along with like the foundation of making sure that, you know, the lifestyle and the dietary changes and support is there as well. Now, would it make sense then with um, with PCOS, someone that that is you know confident that that's what they're dealing with, uh, AstroSense with OvaSense, uh, so that you're also uh, working on the general detoxification of the endocrine system? Yeah, that's a really good point. So sometimes I'll like definitely combine combine the two, and they work really really well. Like they work synergistically together. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so yeah, that's a really good combination. And often in those cases, I see a lot of women where they'll find like after a few weeks, they'll say, oh, okay, you know what, like my cycle's more regular, um, or I've like my cycles come back or my skin's gotten a lot better, or they'll definitely start noticing shifts. Um, you know, usually with regards to like period changes. So if we're looking at, yeah, like hormonal acne or irregular cycles, I usually give it a couple of cycles um, before, you know, we notice like a true sort of shift. But in saying that, I mean, I have had some women say that they've noticed changes within like a couple of, of couple of weeks. I don't know what you've seen in your stores with your, your um, customers, but yeah, sometimes they can happen quite quickly, especially with, I find with EstroSense, you can see some like mm -hmm. really um, quick shifts, I find. Yeah, definitely. I've I've found I always tell people that they need to give it a few months to see sort of optimal benefit, but that in most mm. cases within a month they're seeing some benefits, and then as you you know further that detox process, things tend to get better. And the combination to me makes a lot of sense because you're really attacking it from two different angles. To just clarify one point for people on the PCOS, is it is the uh, not root cause, but the imbalance that's creating the actual issue, is it basically just too much of the testosterone, too many androgenic hormones in uh, uh, in the woman's body that is creating all of these symptoms? Um, it's hard to say that it's like, I wouldn't say it's just that. I mean, I think okay. that's a big component of it, but I mm -hmm. think um, the insulin imbalance is a big component as well. All right. All so right. if you've got like, poor insulin um, control or like you've got glucose floating around in the body, I mean, that's going to put a whole other, you know, stress and, and mix into hormonal imbalance. So I think it's, it's definitely like the high androgens, but there's definitely that insulin resistance component too. That's a big one. So like right. the two need to be addressed for sure. So then really, it sounds like um, we need to look at uh, maybe it's even three things. It's the, the androgen uh, issue, which the uh, inositol, the dechiral inositol in the ovasense addresses that. And then the estrogen, uh, the, the chemical estrogen de uh, toxicity uh, that we've talked about with the estrosense to balance out the endocrine system. And then mostly diet and exercise on the uh, insulin resistance front uh, to improve that. And, and that would be, would, would you say that's kind of the trifecta to address PCOS then? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I find even, um, like I've even had some patients where, yeah, like where they're, they just do like little, little, like they add in the OvaSense and the EstroSense and then, you know, they've, they found that it's like help, like definitely helping, but then it's like that other key component, like they've just really, like they've cut out those refined sugars and it just takes them to like that next level, which essentially, 
you know, sort of emphasizes and hits home how important like that foundational like diet and lifestyle is so important, right? Yeah. And even, you know, going all the way back to the start, the stress component plays a role in all of this as well. Uh, So, you know, addressing those things, that all makes sense. And it's important, too, because if you think about what we do in naturopathic medicine, it's always looking at the holistic approach, right? We're not looking at just one aspect or one symptom. We're looking at kind of the whole the whole realm of, of symptomology and digging deep to the root causes. And it sounds like PCOS is a little more complex. There are multiple different uh, kind of uh, root causes that kind of team up together to create this issue. And so if we're looking at uh, knocking those down, we have to look at it in a more holistic uh, way. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think like for, I mean, probably for you and for myself, as well is it's all about education because a lot of these women that come in they're they'll say oh like i've been diagnosed with pcos but i have like no idea what that is like what does that mean or you know what is going on in my body and um you know it sounds scary or they'll go online and they're like googling it and and it's just it's so complicated right and so i think just to simplify it and really allow women to understand you know, like, what are our hormones? What's going on when we say like PCOS, or when we say, you know, estrogen dominance, or we say adrenal stress, like, I think there's that, that, that component that's often missed where like, they just they don't understand. So I think, with like yourself, and with myself, it's just really, you know, like making them understand and educating them on like, what's going on. I think that helps huge too. And, and for them to understand that, you know, we can fix it, right? Like we can yes. give the body the tools to rebalance and i think when they hear that they're like oh my goodness we can we can fix this like we can rebalance my hormones it's possible you know they get really excited about it because i think often they'll they're just told like okay this is what you have and then it's like okay well we can put you on birth control right but you know unfortunately with conventional medicine um you know it's it's very limiting and no fault to medical doctors right like i have friends that are medical doctors but they're just trained in a different way and they often don't get kind of like that whole you know holistic view so you know i think working together with conventional um medicine is kind of like the key right for people's health and especially for um hormone health yeah yeah and 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 i do think you you hit on a really important point and it it kind of has two facets to it in my mind and that is this feeling of stuckness a woman who's been mm-hmm. dealing with hormonal imbalances for years and years uh has gone the route of birth control or or a variety of other you know potential things that they could do and you know isn't getting better isn't feeling better um maybe is even getting worse and feeling like you know this is just how it's going to be for me and then they hear that there's actually something that could help uh and that we can balance it i love what you said it it can be fixed um then yeah that that creates a lot of hope which hope is to a large degree in my mind the counter to stress you know if you Mm -hmm. feel stuck you're going to feel more and more stressed about the fact that you're stuck and if you feel hopeful and feel like you can actually get out of this hole that you feel like you're in with your health then well, that's a little bit different, right? Now, all of a sudden, there's some hope. The stress can come down a little bit, which, of course, will also help with the uh, overall symptomology. Okay, we are running pretty short on time here, and we've got a couple other things that I want to I wanna tackle. You've mentioned the adrenal glands. And I always say you, you shouldn't think about the thyroid unless you're thinking about the adrenal glands as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And that whole HPA axis thing that sometimes uh, we talk about with the hypothalamus and pituitary gland, the adrenal glands and the thyroid kind of in the middle of all that. 
talk to us about how that all plays into this hormone balance thing, the adrenals and the thyroid and what we can do to find balance there. Yeah. So for the listeners that aren't familiar with the thyroid gland, the thyroid gland sits at the base of your neck and it's, um, we call it the gland and metabolism because it really dictates, you know, our metabolic rate. So a lot of times when it's like not functioning optimally, you know, these are um, patients that will notice like, okay, you know, I feel like I'm exercising and doing all the right things, but I feel like I'm just gaining more weight or they'll find that like their skin's more dry or their feet cold all the, t- all the time and things like brittle nails and like hair loss are also um, symptoms of low thyroid. And so when we were talking about cortisol before, um, when you're in that fight or flight response and you've got high, high amounts of cortisol, it will definitely blunt your production of your thyroid hormones, which are essential for the thyroid to be functioning optimally and also to um, really, really support metabolic rate so that your body's ability to utilize your food and metabolize and um, utilize your food as energy is working as efficiently as possible. So there is that um, kind of when you look at uh, the underlying root cause to, you know, uh, thyroid imbalances, we're often looking at like, okay, well, how are the adrenal glands in play as well? And how is that cortisol affecting how the thyroid's functioning? All right. Yeah, I think that that is is such a critical thing. So then if in your practice, if you've got a woman who is um, showing symptoms of low thyroid and you've done, uh, you know, blood tests to look at at, uh, hormone levels and things like that, you're convinced that hypothyroidism is is part of the picture. But they're also dealing with uh, female hormone imbalance uh, in terms of uh, these other things that we've talked about. Um, Besides getting down to what we already talked about addressing the you know the uh, the lifestyle aspects of it and getting plenty of sleep and and uh, reducing stress uh, uh, the impact of stress and all that what are you typically recommending in a case like that mhm so for for thyroid imbalances sometimes like depending on what the labs show sometimes i'll just start with doing um, adrenal support so I'll say, okay, like start with something like the AdrenaSense that has all those, um, we call those adaptogenic herbs. So they're helping to balance out cortisol. So keep it in a nice, nice healthy range um, and help the body just, you know, adapt a lot better. So sometimes I'll start with that and then see if the thyroid, if there's less stress than on the thyroid, there's a thyroid balance itself, or we can add in. Um, along with the adrenal product, the AdrenaSense, you can add in a formula called ThyroSense that has basically the building blocks for um, producing uh, all your thyroid hormones and allowing the thyroid to work more efficiently. So obviously there's no thyroid hormone in the formula, but again, it's including like the nutrients and the tools and um, yeah, like the key players that help the thyroid function um, the best it can. Well, I think it's interesting. I I didn't know what to expect when I asked that question, but uh, that you said, well, if, you know, if depending on what the labs look like, sometimes we just start at the adrenals. And I think that to me makes perfect sense because we go back again to the beginning of our conversation and the impact of stress and cortisol on the entire uh, endocrine system as a whole. And if we aren't taking care of those adrenal glands through either lifestyle things properly, you know, getting enough sleep and all that, which of course, Nothing in the supplement world uh, will make up for those 
I'll say bad habits, right? Not getting enough sleep, uh, not uh, taking time to center yourself and balance yourself and, and, uh, and, and work on the mindfulness practices and things like that. Um, but if those things are getting you part of the way and you're not able to get there the rest of the way, then addressing the adrenals it, themselves with adaptogens, which are my favorite class of herbs because there's such a wide range of benefits, uh, mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, like you said, if you still need support, then going after the thyroid uh, itself makes sense. I've always said that the thyroid is more of an accomplice than, the, uh, than anything else. It, it f- feels like to me it maybe isn't always responsible for its dysfunction, uh, that uh, what else is going on uh, in terms of stress response, the adrenal glands, mm-hmm. what's happening at the HPA axis is really directing the thyroid to perform poorly as opposed to the thyroid itself being broken. But when we go back to conventional medicine, if we see a high TSH level, thyroid stimulating hormone, we say, oh, the thyroid's not working right. And we don't address all mm-hmm. these other things and mm-hmm. oftentimes we can bring the blood level up of, uh, or sorry, the blood level down of TSH, but women don't feel any better necessarily uh, just through using a synthetic thyroid hormone. And when we take, again, the, the, the more holistic approach, in many cases, I see much, much better results. Oh, absolutely. And I think with, you know, just going back to like the beginning of our conversation where like hormones are so complex to begin with. I think like my goal is always trying to like, again, like simplify things. And so that's why, you know, I do my labs and I kind of get like the big picture, but then when I'm delivering the information to my patient, I'll say, okay, well, you know, that's why I say like, okay, like let's start with, you know, adrenal. If I know, okay, stress is at a super, super high level and they're not sleeping well and all those things are also um, um, impacting them, then that's where like, you know, I start, I start with the adrenals first and then I can always add other supplements um, along with that. Yeah. You know, like the thyrosins. Yeah, that makes all kinds of sense to me. So in just the last couple of minutes that we have, we didn't leave probably enough time for this topic because it's kind of a big one, but let's talk about menopause for a moment. Uh, a lot of what we've talked about has been, you know, a little bit more focused on the younger years, but as we hit into, get into perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, and we deal with, um, and I, sh- I say we, but I'm a man, so uh, women are dealing with these issues of <laughs> hot flashes and uh, maybe that extra 10 or 15 pounds that can come along in the menopausal years. Um, a lower libido or any of these other concerns that happen with menopause, uh, I, I always go back myself to estrosense and making sure that we're detoxifying these things and detoxifying our lives and that kind of thing. Beyond that, where do you find, uh, or what are you typically recommending that you find the most success with? Mm-hmm. So even um, to elaborate more on what we were just talking about, so again, the adrenal glands play a huge role pre perimenopause, premenopause, and like obviously in menopause as well. Um, Because again, like we want to set up the body. If we know, okay, this is what's happening. Hormones are naturally going to be declining. Let's set up the body as best as we can so that we have that really, really smooth transition, right? Hopefully. Mm -hmm. So that's where, again, like when we have like high cortisol or if we, you know, if I'm seeing a woman that says, oh my goodness, like the last 20 years of my life, I've had like really, really high stress. And then they're, you know, like late forties, fifties, and they're starting to notice symptoms. Well, I'm thinking, you know, oh my goodness, like, have you been taking any adrenal, like how are your adrenal glands performing? Right. And a lot of times in those cases, um, yeah, they're usually running on empty. Right. Mm -hmm. So often 
you know, I'm suggesting adrenal, adrenal um, support for them um, to help with like managing the, the shift of hormones. Because when we hit menopause, um, perimenopause and menopause, yes, your hormones are naturally declining, but your adrenal glands actually assume the responsibility of like helping to take a lot of that brunt of the decline of hormones. So they produce small amounts also of estrogen and progesterone in some of your hormones. So again, it's that much more important that the adrenal glands are supported when you hit you hit menopause. So I'll often say adrenal um, support, like Adrenosense, and then for symptomology, you know, if somebody's coming in with hot flashes and night sweats and all of that, um, then the Menosense formula is a really, really lovely formula to help with um, like symptom management. So those two working in synergistically together, and like as you mentioned, like more preventative um, to help with like the detoxification and estrogen metabolism, um, that can work really well too. All right, awesome. Well, I love that. This is uh, it. It is interesting that um, if you kind of pare all this down that we've talked about a little bit, that to me it sounds like even if you're you know 15 years old and experiencing painful periods and acne, or you're 35 years old and you're experiencing. Um, you know, uh, irregular, uh, an irregular cycle and, uh, you know, significant mood shifts, uh, you know, during your, your, uh, cycle or you're 50 years old and you're dealing with horrible hot flashes or, you know, at, at any potential age, there's a pretty wide range of, of women who could potentially be dealing with something like PCOS. We still kind of boil it all down to a few things that just make sense across the board. And lifestyle obviously has to be the first uh, consideration. You know, am I allowing myself the things that I need uh, from a dietary standpoint? Am I dumping too much toxicity into my body, whether it's through my diet or through my uh, uh, my skin care or through the way that I'm, you know, cleaning my house or any of these types of things? Um, and so looking at all those things and, and checking off those boxes to make sure you're taking care of yourself there. Um, and then... Uh, recognizing that there is the need for detoxifying from these chemicals that we deal with in our environment, even if we are cleaning up our own act. Um, and I and, and then looking at that stress thing and the stress management thing, and, the, and, and I'm going to bring it back up because I loved it, the stress resilience that you talk about. <laughs> um, if we're looking at all those things, all of those things play a role in every stage of this hormonal picture for women. And so to me, if we've learned anything in this hour that we've talked, it's look at those things first and figure out what's going on there and do what you can to mitigate those issues. And then if you're looking at supplementing, um, you know, the estrosense for the detoxification purposes, but then Natural Factors has these fantastic supplements for each of these individual issues, some of which make sense in combination, uh, depending on what's going on. And when we wrap all that together, we, we really are taking a very holistic approach to women's hormone balance. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I think, again, like you said, it's all about foundation and, you know, making sure like you're doing the best you can with regards to and sometimes easier than said than done, like with regards to like sleep or stress or, you know, um, trying to focus on like lifestyle and maybe meditation. Um, and then depending on, you know, what's going on, I think, yeah, like the foundational pieces are, yeah, like adrenal function, the adrenal glands. And then your, um, yeah, like your body's ability to, to, to detoxify. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. 
Awesome. Well, we have run out of time. I think I could talk to you for at least another hour or so about these topics. There's a lot of uh, really interesting stuff to talk about, but I hopefully we've laid it out in a way that's pretty easy to understand. Uh, of course, uh, for anyone that has any questions about anything you've heard on the show, you can call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You certainly can jump on our chat feature on our website at vitalitynutrition.com and ask questions there as well. And uh, of course, if you're local to us, we'd love to see your face and have you come in and ask the questions in person at 107 107 South 500 West in Bountiful. Uh, Dr. Marita Show, did I get it right that time? Mm -hmm. Perfect. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you so much for your expertise, for your time, and for the uh, obvious uh, amount of uh, study and research you've done to help uh, the women listening to the show today. I appreciate you joining me on Vitality Radio. Uh, thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you. And for everybody listening, I hope this was a helpful uh, a helpful show for you. I've talked a fair amount about women's hormones with a variety of different guests, and, and we're trying to sort of fill in as many of these um, informational holes that you might uh, experience in your life and help you make the best decisions that you can for your hormone health, for your hormone balance. And uh, I would love to hear your feedback on this episode or any other episode that we do of Vitality Radio. The goal here is to empower you to take charge of your own health and recognize that your body is incredibly resilient. It is a very gifted machine. uh, And if you just simply learn the techniques to take good care of it. It will take good care of you. I really do believe that. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.